Good morning. So, this gospel reading is not a favorite for very many people. Quite often it's heard and people leave the church wondering if they're a sheep or a goat and going to be punished forever or have eternal life. Some listen to this reading and hear the first two sentences and the last two sentences and decide either, well, I'm a sheep, so I've got a maid, or I'm a goat, so what the heck. But the good news is the same now as when this was written. The kingdom is at hand. It's now. So here's the thing that I love about this gospel reading. It's the whole middle part. That whole middle part about the hungry and the thirsty and the stranger, the naked, the sick, the prisoner. That whole middle part tells us that what is truly important in this reading is our reaction to human need and the help we extend to others. Nowhere does Jesus talk about knowledge we have amassed, fame we have acquired, or fortune we have gained. It's about help in simple things, offering a meal or a drink, welcoming a stranger, things anyone can do, nothing tricky, and these simple things done in a natural, instinctive, and uncalculating action from a loving heart opens the way into the sheepfold for anyone and everyone on a daily basis. So when Terry asked Rick and I to come this weekend, we told her that we would love to come and talk about Cam Mitchell. And she said, oh, no, no, I, I'd like you to preach about the readings. <laughs> I'm sure you can tie them into Cam Mitchell somehow. <laughs> and, of course, the first thing I thought was, I can't do this. I'm not good at tying things together. I, I just don't know if I can do this. And so as I was reading the gospel reading to my husband, Rick, the first thing he said to me was, that reminds me of Robert R. Brown Camp. And that was his natural, instinctive, and uncalculated reaction from a loving heart. So we're going to talk about Robert R. Brown Camp. Robert R. Brown Camp, if you don't know, are two camps held every summer for adults with disabilities between the ages of 18 and 65. Most of the population we serve are between the ages of about 40 and 65. 
and they come to Camp Mitchell every year without fail. Many come from group homes. A few come from their families' homes. And uh, some have jobs in the public sector and others in sheltered workshops. Many need help with activities of daily living. Some walk, some are in wheelchairs. But the one thing that they all have in common is that they love to come to Camp Mitchell. And they continue, like I said, year after year. For some, their week at Camp Mitchell is their yearly vacation. Many of their caregivers say that these campers talk about going to camp for six months before their session and then continue to talk about being there for six months afterward. It is where they come to be accepted by all the beautiful, popular, enthusiastic young people working as CITs and counselors. They come to sing and to pray and to learn about God and sometimes to teach about God. They come to swim and do arts and crafts, play frisbee, and receive a standing ovation at the talent show and to dance with their friends and their favorite CITs and counselors at the big dance on the last night of camp. Now, the things that they do sound quite a bit like what happens at many camps during the summertime, except that these folks are slower, so everything takes twice as long as it would for other campers. Many of them, like I said before, need help with daily activities like dressing or brushing their teeth or shaving, or even going to the bathroom. Some have seizures or special medical needs. Some can't talk. Some can't hear. Some have limited vision or no vision at all. Some have behavior issues. And the rest, well, they just fall in love with the new staff person every day. To say that these camps are a challenge would not do them justice. To say that the campers are the greatest recipients during their time at Camp Mitchell would be a lie. Every session of Robert R. Brown Camp, I have the unspeakable joy of seeing the campers and our Episcopal youth interact. I see young people patiently walking a camper with a walker or feeding a camper whose spastic movements won't allow him to hold a spoon to his own lips or throwing a frisbee to a group who never catches it and can't throw it back very well when they do. So it's really kind of like he's playing frisbee by himself, 
But all the while, I hear encouraging words like, keep trying, great catch, it's okay, try it again. And I watch them help campers cut and paint and string beads and decorate hats and make special projects for their friends back home. And we see them gather eggs together and pick up freshly dug potatoes from the ground and pick produce from the garden for their lunchtime salads. Add to all of this water breaks, bathroom breaks, clothing change breaks, in case they don't make it to the bathroom in time, breaks for just about anything you can think of, and you've got yourself a full year of service work packed into four 24-hour days. And we have kids waiting in line to volunteer for Robert R. Brown camps. All start the week with the idea of doing a good service and leave feeling served and privileged and honored to have been with these amazing campers all week. It's funny how in the middle of doing service, there's this miraculous shift, and all of a sudden, you are the one being served. Our staff says that what started as a group of people who they thought were very different than themselves actually end up being very much the same. It's only the snap of a finger that made them who they are and us who we are. The blink of an eye, one tiny little gene. But by the end of the week, everyone is so tired and so happy that it's hard to tell the campers from the staff. We all even end up looking alike. So there you have it. Feeding the hungry, giving drink to the thirsty, joy to the sick, welcoming the stranger, visiting the imprisoned, seeing the face of Jesus on every camper and staff. There are no goats at Camp Mitchell, only sheep. Amen.